Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. What we're dealing with here is a total lack of respect for the law. You're listening to Done By Law, brought to you by the Federation of Community Legal Centres. And good evening and welcome to Done By Law on 3CR 8.55am and welcome to those listening via 3cr.org.au and 3CR Digital. It's just on ooh, three past six um, and you're here with Gemma, Sue and Daniel. A reminder that 3CR is recorded here in Melbourne on stolen Aboriginal land and we pay respects to Aboriginal leaders and elders and acknowledge that sovereignty was never uh, ceded. Good evening, Daniel and Sue. How are you going? G'day, Gemma. Hey, I'm good. Thank you. I'm That's well good. Too. Good. It's good, good to, to see you back both back here. in the back in the saddle. Yeah. Um, we've got a pretty cool show lined up today. Um, as you might have picked up if you've uh, looked at the news in the last few months, the, the big banks haven't exactly had a great year. Um, and tonight we'll please. look. Pardon. <laughs> said my heart bleeds. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's show is the poor bags. Um, the year has only been short. So, uh, <laughs> 2020, and true, I feel like 2019 true. and 2018 they weren't that great for them either. That's true. <laughs> they've had a, they've had a bad a bad run. That's for sure. But tonight we'll look at the the latest case, I guess, in a slew of litigation that's been brought against them. Um, so the majority of cases have focused, obviously, on the issues brought to light after the Hain Royal Commission into financial and banking. Uh, industry issues, which have obviously shocked um, Australia, and that's resulted in unprecedented fines from the regulator, criminal charges, investigations, and billions of dollars worth of class actions. But the case that we're going to look at tonight is a little bit different. Late last week, um, a novel test case was announced by Australian bushfire victims, um, who, together with Friends of the Earth Australia, will launch a claim against ANZ under international law to hold the bank accountable for financing fossil fuel projects that contribute to the climate crisis. Um, You might recall that a few months ago we actually interviewed Sophie Marginek on this very show uh, regarding test litigation that she was bringing on behalf of Torres Strait Islanders against the federal government um, on the basis of climate change. And last episode we we actually discussed the immediate, I guess, or or urgent legal needs um, of bushfire victims. So it seems prescient and appropriate, I guess, for tonight to talk uh, and together about and bring together climate test litigation and bushfire victims together. And this is one of the first cases in Australia to bring a claim against a corporate entity um, on the basis of climate change. But uh, we'll be speaking with Amelia in about five, ten minutes. Um, but first, we wanted to have our news in brief section. Daniel, have yeah. you seen anything in sure. the news? Sure, there's a few things going on. I think um, now that you mentioned those previous shows, which we are keeping an uh, eye on, the, the litigation and the mm. cases that are ongoing, um, it's a good uh, time to mention that we will be 
sorting out our online presence and making sure the podcasts of those programs yes. are available yes. through the 3CR website. So you just yes, go we to apologize. 3cr.org.au and look for Done by Law and we'll have that all up and running and we'll make sure it's posted on Facebook and everything like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But yeah, what's been going on lately? Well, you might have seen recently that Australia has some interesting um, government secrecy, you know, kind of CIA type stuff going on with letters from the palace um, that have been withheld from the Whitlam dismissal back mm. in the 70s, uh, a land before time for someone like myself born in the 90s. <laughs> oh my um, God, are you? <laughs> You're talking about the palace really? in England. Yeah, yeah so um, for those that don't know, um, Gough Whitlam was a prime minister in 1975 who was dismissed by the Governor-General um, uh, after a whole lot of hoo-ha. issues going, hoo-ha going on, uh, which we could talk about for hours. But um, there were letters um, and correspondence between the Governor-General and the Queen about this that have been withheld and kept a state secret and mm. they've been asked for and denied and so there's a professor that's now applying to the High Court to have them released. How interesting. Uh, yeah. When's that? Do we have any idea about when that's going to be heard? When is or? that going to be? Um, I don't know. Who's the professor? I can't see. I can't see. So you're putting me Sorry. Uh, <laughs> professor Hocking. Barbara Hocking, is it? Are you familiar with this professor? Or Jen Hocking. <laughs> uh, Jenny Hocking, yes. Yeah, Jenny well done, Hocking. Sue. There you go. Uh, yes. Well, she's quite a famous feminist writer, actually. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah. In So that's really interesting. I um, wonder. Maybe we should try and get her on. Yeah, that would be great, actually. I'd love to know more about that. Because I, I, I would love to know on what basis the the letters have been refused, I guess, Um if it matters of state secret, and obviously now that we're forty plus almost years on from that incident, um, surely the, the that argument would fall away. Um, yeah, well, look from what I understand, um, the basis for this um, legal contest is that Jenny Hocking asked the Commonwealth to release the documents, um, and after thirty years, they're meant to be able to be released, but. Um, that was disallowed by the National Archives because she was told they are private and not Commonwealth records. Mm. So that's the issue. The mm. issue in dispute is uh, are those letters Commonwealth records or are they something else? Oh, that's fascinating. Mm. Yeah, that's really oh. Yeah. That's well, really interesting. And what are in these to, letters? You know, it's yeah. like, wow. To whom are they private? Yeah. Like to the Governor-General, to the Queen? Yeah. Um, wow. And, and considering it, it was an event that impacted the entire country. Yes. How private mm. is private? You yeah. know, this is a this is a major yeah. political event. In it Australia. was a constitutional yeah. event. And for those that have been following the Netflix series The Crown, I don't think <laughs> I've got up to this episode. Well, that's yet. right. I mean, it might maybe maybe <laughs> Professor Hocking, you know, maybe all of her legal issues yeah. will be resolved in season six or whatever it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> What a great episode. Who knows, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. For Maybe she can write an, an episode for them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I, I feel like that was uh, more detailed than brief. <laughs> no, um, I was, that was great. I, was, I had no idea that that had um, got mm. up. So I'm, I'm, I, I knew about the issue, but I didn't realise that it had been um, successfully put uh, to the High Court. So I'll be really intrigued to, to follow that through. 
We're, well, maybe that's something that we um, we keep you updated so. here on Dumbo. Sue and Wall. I are, are almost about to get into our cars and drive to the National Archives at this point. So. <laughs> Check <laughs> it out. Um, anyway, uh, I think it's uh, nearly time to head to a song and a little break. And then when we get back... We'll be speaking with Amelia Nazari, a legal officer from Friends of the Earth. Yeah. All right. You're listening to Dunbar Law on 3CR. You're listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned to hear the rest of your 3CR podcast. Welcome back. Uh, You're listening to 8.55am 3CR Melbourne. You're with Daniel, Sue and Gemma and this is Done By Law. So late last week, the news ran hot with an official complaint uh, that was made against the ANZ Bank, uh, which was brought under the guidelines of the Organisation for Economic and Cooper- Economic Cooperation and Development, better known as the OECD acronym, um, uh, an international set of rules which govern corporate conduct. The complaint alleges that ANZ, which remains Australia's largest financier of fossil fuel industries, has failed to meaningfully adhere to the Paris Agreement reduction targets across its lending portfolio. The complaint also alleges that the bank's failure to disclose the full extent of its lending emissions is a breach of the guidelines. And tonight we're lucky enough to be joined by uh, the Friends of the Earth legal officer Emilia Nazari, uh, which is the group uh, behind the litigation. Amelia, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hi, nice to be here. Fantastic. Um, so, Amelia, can we, let's just start from the beginning. Can you can you explain why Friends of the Earth is bringing this litigation? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, uh, the idea for this claim um, came from a sort of similar complaint that was um, brought by the Friends of the Earth Netherlands against ING Bank. Um, and uh, it was a very successful um, claim. As through mediation, ING agreed to um, divest from investing in fossil fuel. And I think they actually agreed to develop new methodology for um, disclosing their greenhouse gas emissions. Oh, wow, that's a great and, outcome. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we thought it would be great to do something similar here and um, get the same outcome in Australia. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. Um, so how did the bushfire victims become involved in the litigation from, from that beginning? Yeah, we have three bushfire victims that have um, joined the complaint. And, uh, you know, the complaint is about basically holding companies accountable for damaging the environment and for you know, contrib- contributing to the sort of climate change. And so it's fitting for the bushfire victims as people, you know, impacted by climate change to join the complaint. And, uh, you know, they, they're not after compensation. Um, they just want companies like ANZ to be held accountable and to, you know, stop what they're doing. So, Amelia, you say the claimants aren't under after compensation, they're after some sort of action what what kind of action is it specifically you're hoping that the ANZ bank will take or be forced to take as a result of this this claim sure um, the, 
as you know, this is not a sort of a litigation as such. Uh, it is um, under the you know OECD guidelines, and it's brought before the national contact point, um, which is not a judicial body. So um, there is no um, any ruling they make. It's not actually binding on ANZ, but they're going to facilitate mediation between Friends of the Earth and ANZ and, and the other complainants. And we're hoping that through mediation, um, ANZ will agree to, um, you know, to, to stop financing fossil fuel industries right, and so, to close their emissions. Yeah. So, right. So it's um, a bit different perhaps to someone suing a company at court. This is a complaint made, you say, to the national contact point of the OECD, which sounds like um, a very um, uh, confusing sort of organisational body. How does that work and what what might um, people who don't quite understand what that body actually does? Sure. It's, yeah, I mean, um, the national contact points are sort of established in OECD countries. And part of their role is to hear complaints um, of, you know, alleged uh, breaches of um, OECD guidelines by multinational enterprises. And, and to resolve the issue, they facilitate mediation between the parties. Um, so that's, that's part of their role. Okay, so what, what do you think might be the biggest challenge uh, for Friends of the Earth in, in bringing this complaint to the OECD national contact point? Well, we have submitted the claim and we're really hoping that ANZ will engage in mediation. Um, you know, it, it, it can be a very sort of long process, as you know, as you know. Uh, it could take months of sort of, you know, mediation between the two parties. Um, but we're really hoping that, you know, we'll, we'll get a good outcome from this. Like I said, the case in Netherlands was very successful and we're really hoping for the same outcome here in Australia. Amelia, can you tell us a bit about what kind of investments ANZ is making? Is there... Is their conduct particularly different to any other bank? What was it that made you decide to look at ANZ specifically? Sure, because they're the biggest financier of fossil fuel industries in Australia compared to other banks. Okay, and and does that and, mean... And, sorry, you go. No, no, no. If a, if a company is a financier of fossil fuel industries, does that mean that they, they provide banking services to um, mining companies and the, and the like, or is it more specific than that? Um, you know, they provide loans and they invest. I see. Okay, so investments yeah. as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, and our other issue with them is that they don't disclose their, those indirect emissions. That's that interesting. That's part of the, you know, lending, the business lending portfolio and their investments. So are there examples that you're aware of, Amelia, of perhaps banks that are doing things a bit better that you would try to encourage ANZ at mediation to replicate? Yeah, definitely. For example, Commonwealth banks, they do enclose, they, they, you know, they, they clearly disclose um, all their emissions and um, that's something we have raised in the complaint as well and yeah, we're hoping ANZ would follow and do the same thing. And um, yeah, and we also have, you know, I think NAP 
has sort of uh, have better policies, and um, I'm not 100% sure, but um, but I think they have better policies in terms of divesting from investing in fossil fuel industries. Yeah, it certainly seems that um, the consumer aspect, I guess, of of the case is a is a pretty novel um, aspect of of the claim that Friends of the Earth is is putting. Um, we were just talking about before that we've we've um, had a previous um, interview on this show for climate based or climate um, I guess based litigation on behalf of Torres Strait Islanders in the northern part of Australia, but that was in relation to a sort of breach of human rights. Um, it, it's a really interesting development to be focusing on consumer law. Um, is there any prospect that you think this kind of litigation could be brought under Australian consumer law, or does it need to be based still on international principles? Yeah, I think um, in terms of uh, sort of corporate, as you know, like there are not strong regulations in terms of um, corporate responsibility when it comes to, um, you know, environmental policies. And so for that reason, we really needed to um, rely on international law Um when it comes to um, consumer um, interest, probably there is a you know better chance of um, relying on Australian regulations. But when it comes to in- environmental issues, we just needed to rely on international law. Mm. So it's and really, we, but as part of so. the claim, that's what we're hoping. We're we sort of um, hoping that the National Contact Court will actually make recommendations to the Australian government to develop you know, sort of stronger regulations in this area that are aligned with the Paris Agreement and sort of the, you know, international standards. Yeah. And um, what I was going to ask before was it's really interesting here that it seems to me that part of the strategy for this is um, an exposure strategy that affects consumers in a in a consumer way, so that the the idea is to embarrass or um, put put ANZ on the spot mm. and say you know, <laughs> yeah. um, and and that that can be almost the most powerful part of an action like this. That, that um, yeah, that's right. That's part of the claim. Uh, we have sort of raised consumer interest claim, and it's sort of based on inconsistencies of you know what ANZ publicly and you know they're what they're actually doing um, and sort of we've raised that inconsistency and we're sort of saying that um, yeah like the consumers have the right to have clear information about ANZ's um, you know climate policy um, in order to decide whether they want to engage the bank or not. Right, so look, you're listening to Done by Law on 3CR with Daniel, Gemma and Sue. We're speaking right now to Amelia Nazari from Friends of the Earth about the claim against um, ANZ to the OECD. Amelia, I've got an interesting question to hope that we perhaps can ponder and leave it at this is, I mean, we know that the wheels of justice turn very slowly um, in cases like these and climate action is needed urgently. So how do you um, think and feel that um, we can best address um, climate action that's needed with these kind of cases and what do you hope to achieve with this kind of case when we really need urgent action to happen? 
yes, we definitely need urgent action, and we're really hoping that you know the, the government would step up and you know um, have policies in line with the Paris Agreement and international standards. That's what we really need. But we also need to you know hold the companies accountable, and we're just ho- hoping that this action and you know similar claims they just helping doing that, helping to hold the corporations that profit from climate threatening activities accountable and basically to make them stop these harmful activities and um, them to act more responsibly. Um, we want them to be transparent and consistent and don't put their profits before the environment and people. And, um, you know, I think having bushfire victims as part of this claim is also helps highlighting the fact that corporate contribution to climate change affects people in the community. And um, hopefully this will result in development of better environmental policies by companies as well as the government. Well, that, I think that would be ultimately the, the best result if we could encourage um, companies like ANZ to stop doing the harmful things that they are doing. Um, it, do you hope that um, you don't have to make any claims in the future against other companies and this is the the precedent and example that encourages widespread action? Well, we're hoping it will encourage, but this, definitely this is not the last one. I mean, this is the first claim, but this is not going to be the last. Interesting. <laughs> and, uh, yes, yes. I mean, we're definitely looking into uh, bringing more cases against any companies that, you know, they're engaging in um, um, harmful activities. So uh, you said that it could take a, a little while. What's what's the next step, I guess? I, you know, what, have you, you've now filed, I guess, the complaint formally with the OECD. Do, what happens now? Do they? Do you have a mediation in three months, six months? Is, is it a bit unclear? Yeah, it's, it's unclear at this stage. Um, the complaint was lodged last week and uh, we just, waiting to be contacted by the national contact point and for them to basically uh, facilitate mediation between Friends of the Earth and ANZ. Okay. And so if, yeah. if people were interested, I guess, in, in being part of the campaign more broadly, um, how can they uh, work with Friends of the Earth or can you can they volunteer with Friends of the Earth? Well, definitely. Friends of the Earth is a grassroots organisation and, you know, they operate with the help of volunteers. So we definitely welcome, you know, help from people with sort of any skills or experiences. Uh, Please get in touch, you know, visit our website, contact us, and, yeah, that would be great. No worries. So what's that website, Amelia? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just www.foe. Let me get the... (laughs) Sorry. I'm sure if you... Something, something. Put put it in Google, Friends of the Earth, Australia. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, we can share the website um, on tonight's episode post on the 3CR Done By Law episode for anybody um, looking uh, for that. Um, Emilia, that was just so fascinating to speak with you and to hear a bit more about uh, the claim that you've got and clearly have others in mind. So uh, we'll be watching with um, a lot of anticipation to see how this space develops um, and please keep us posted Uh, Well, good. (laughs) Thank you for joining us.
All right, you're on Done by Law. That's uh, 3CR on 8.55am or 3cr.org.au with Daniel, Gemma and Sue. And we haven't got long left. We've got to get out of here very soon. It's been a very interesting show. Mm. It's been a fun show. <laughs> We're out. We'll be back in a month, but Done by Law will be in your ears next week with another crew. So... Stay tuned for that. Tuesday um, next week. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Stay tuned now for our friends from... Oh, Voice of West Papua on 3CR. So we're out of here. We'll um, catch you later. <laughs>